welcome to SEL Unfiltered. If you are a teacher, counselor, or educator looking for additional SEL resources and encouragement, you are in the right place. Stick around to empower the SEL guide in you. This week, we are finishing our series on creating and implementing an SEL program at your school. This series, we are covering all of the topics so that you can seamlessly create and implement the perfect SEL program. Today's episode, we are going to play a quick round of the worst case scenario game, discuss how to begin the implementation of your new SEL program, and we will finish things off by answering our question of the day. I am your host, Michelle Shepard, and I am joined today by my trusty co-host, Kaylin Baldwin. We're just two middle school counselors in the trenches wanting to share our unfiltered SEL tips and tricks that we have learned and developed over the years with you. Let's get down to it, nitty gritty of the initial implementation of an SEL program. Now, if you have listened to this series, you are starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Hooray! And it's not a train. Yes. Good job. Great work. <laughs> you've made it through the hard part. So now at this point, you've already created your advisory period, your advisory committees, and you've probably chosen which SEL program you would want to use at your school. So now we need to talk about how do you implement that? What does it look like? Okay, so we're going to dive into that today. That's kind of a big step. Like, I guess we say this in every episode, like, this is big, this is a Mm -hmm. lot, but we're here for you. We want to break it down and not make it so overwhelming, and we want it to go as smoothly as possible for you as it can. This is the fun part. I think this is a fun part. Yeah, because you're reaping all of that hard work that you've just done. It's time. Which is a lot. And, speaking of it's time, it is now game time. Time for our game. So this week, we are going to share with you a game called the Worst Case Scenario Game. If you are familiar with this or aren't familiar with this, this is actually a board game. But you can also buy the Worst Case Scenario Survival Card Game Travel Edition. And that just comes in a little pack. It's cards. And you can buy this at the store. You can probably buy this on Amazon. We'll put links in our blog post so that you can find a link to buy this. And this is one of my favorites. So I'm going to just read the directions on the back for you, but then we'll talk about how we implement it in the classroom. So basically the travel edition includes 50 car- 55 cards with 108 questions. Each worst case scenario survival question card has one question and three possible answers on each side of the card and correct answers are put in bold. And then playing the travel edition, the youngest player answers first The player to the right of player one takes a question card and reads the question and the three multiple choice answers to player one. If player one answers correctly, he or she continues to answer questions until he or she answers incorrectly. When player one answers incorrectly, she or he draws a question card and reads that to the player to his left. Play continues in a clockwise fashion. Winning the travel edition, the first player to consecutively answer five questions correctly wins. Now, that would be kind of difficult, maybe in the classroom setting, might be fine in your small group setting, but for the classroom, I would just read the question and let the class try to answer it Mm -hmm. because they're fun questions and it creates a really fun dialogue. You can even break them into small groups or partners so that they can discuss the answer among themselves and maybe compete as groups. That's another fun way that you can do it too. 
All right. So I'm the youngest. So that means you need to answer first, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay, this is gonna don't be... don't do that one. I saw it on the top. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Here we go. This one will be fun. How to safely ride in an elevator? Oh, okay. A. Be the first passenger to select your floor. This will show the other passengers you are confident and familiar with the area. B. Always stand in the back of an elevator so you have a clear view of each passenger. Or C. Stand next to the controls. If something happens, you will be able to press the buttons to stop the elevator. Oh, wow. Who knew that Who? riding in an elevator had a safety plan? Right? I thought you just get on and ride. Apparently not. Um, I'm going to say, for me personally, B. Always stand in the back of an elevator so you have a clear view of each passenger? Yep. Well, according to this game, the correct answer is C. Oh, uh, man. Stand next to the controls so that you have control of them. Okay. Your question. Ooh, I like this one. How to safely set up camp in the wilderness. Oh. A, make camp away from rushing water so you can hear any rustling that takes place around you. Mm. B, make camp near a river or stream so you have fresh water readily available. Or C, make camp near still water only. I mean, I could argue so many things about every answer. This is tough. This is what I wish I had a group to help me answer my question. Right? Brainstorm together. Right? I mean, you want fresh water, but at the same time, you, like, what if it floods? You don't want your camp to flood away. So I'm going to say that it's not that. And you don't really want to drink still water. And there's animals that live in there and are going to come, and the animals are going to come and eat you because they're going there to drink. So I'm going to go away from the, A, the away from the water. To make camp away from rushing water? Yeah. You are correct. <gasps> Good job. Ew. Yes. Awesome. So fun questions that you can ask your kids that lead to great discussions. That is fun. I like that game. I enjoy that one. We'll have to play this one again. Yeah. And send us your game ideas. If you have games that you want us to try on the show... Email them to us at podcast at themindtrek.com and we will love, we would love to try your game idea. We're always down for a new game. Yes, absolutely. I mean, at some point we're going to have to recycle games. I, I mean, we're pretty creative, but at some point you, you, we can only come up with so many games. We're only two brains over here, so. True. We want to hear your ideas. We want to try your new games. and what? Yeah, what games do you play in your class? Yeah. Share with us. I mean, we are on episode 10, and we have not recycled games yet, but <laughs> we still want to hear your games. All right. So initial implementation of an SEL program. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Oh, and I looked up how to pronounce this. Lao TZU. I'm just going to spell it. I'm not even going to attempt. I'm not even going to try it. No, I looked it up and now I can't remember. And he's an ancient Chinese philosopher. So, Mr. Chinese philosopher, I am sorry. I do not know how to pronounce your name. 
The first name was Lau. I do remember that. And the last name is TZU. Can't remember how to so pronounce it. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. That's very wise words. I feel of just breaking it down. Right? One step at a time. You don't have to do the whole thing. Just one little piece. I feel like that's a quote I want to remember and like stick it in my brain so I can share that with kids. Especially when they're overwhelmed and they're like, yeah. I can't do this. And just be like, just one step at a time. Yeah. I think that would be a really good one. So step one then, from our advice, we are known ancient Chinese philosophers, but <laughs> from our advice... First and foremost, know the program. You are the expert. So you are the one teaching it to your teachers. You're teaching it to your staff. And if you don't know the program, they're going to be really overwhelmed because you are supposed to be the content expert. So know the program. Know how it works. Know how they get on and use it. If it's electronic, if it's PDF, know the order of the lessons. Just know the program inside and out so that you can teach it to them. Mm -hmm. And if you are... For us, it's like we have a group of three counselors. So making sure if you're a team who's doing this, you all equally know what's going on. So we have one counselor per grade level, and then the teachers are implementing our program. So just make sure whoever is in charge of the program, whether it's you or a group of you, that you're all equally across the board ready to present that program to your school. Absolutely. Don't be the one counselor that knows it when you have a group of counselors. You guys need to be on the same page. Yes. Um, the next thing, prepare your staff. Don't send them in blind teaching a program. Give them time to look at it, understand it, look at the lessons, look at the activities, know what's going on, um, and give them feedback of why. Why you're doing it help them understand. We've kind of talked about that a little bit across our journey of these podcasts so far um, of why they need that. So just make sure your staff is prepared. Another thing to help prepare your staff is start with a small pilot group. I know at our school we've had a group of teachers who were eager to, to do this program, to start SEL. Um, it is still happening. We're still implementing new things. And if you start small and do that pilot group and it starts going well, they're going to spread the word to the other teachers of how it's affecting their classrooms in a positive way. It also takes all of the burden off of you. You're not carrying all of the burden because there are other teachers in the building that the teachers who have questions can go to. So you are not the only question answerer. They have other teachers that they can ask questions to as well. And you want to model those lessons. So you can volunteer to co-teach them with your teachers. You don't have to do it forever, but if you know and you are the, the person who knows the program the best, sit down with your teachers and offer to sit in on the first lesson or two or a week, whatever they need to feel comfortable and that they need to feel confident in teaching us and feel that they have the buy-in they need to, to give that to the kids. And sometimes even just that offer of co-teaching takes some pressure off. They see that you're willing to help them and that's all they need. That's a really good point. I think if they feel the support, yeah, they're going to buy into that too. Absolutely. Uh, debriefing. Answering questions. What went well? What didn't go well? We are not expecting to implement an SEL program and expect everything to go smooth. The first try, even the second try. No, it's not. And even your first year, your second year, you're going to be 
increasing teacher buy-in, you're going to be increasing student lessons, you're going to be increasing fidelity of implementation. And so don't expect for the very first year that you implement SEL that it's going to go perfect and everyone's going to do exactly what they're supposed to. That That is not going to happen. If, if that is your perception, change it right now or you're going to be very disappointed. Like it is a process. It takes time for the teachers to learn. It takes time to implement. Like just hold your horses. I can't believe I'm saying that because I am like, miss, let's do it. Let's do it now. Let's get it done. Uh, and but maybe even start with like data of when you first started it first started it to the end of the first year even if it's a little bit of growth it's it's powerful and it helps you want to keep going and you'll see that growth when you start and you'll even see growth at the beginning but just don't expect all of your teachers to be on board the very first second you do it and no hiccups along the way. There will be hiccups. And that's what that debriefing is for. You're answering their questions because if one teacher has the question, somebody else has the question. And maybe there's something that you have never thought of and without them sharing that with you, you wouldn't know how to make it better. So do that debriefing. It's one for them, but it's also for you. Mm -hmm. And it really helps make things better. And it gives them an opportunity to support one another, which is awesome. And you feel a, a team. Yeah. When you're working together like that. Yeah. And that helps. I mean, you're not only building relationships with the students, but now when you're doing that debriefing, you're building relationships with staff, which is really cool. Last but not least, make it easy for your staff. What can you do to make this program as easy as possible for your staff? For me, what I do is I print off the PDF lesson plans and any worksheets that my teachers need for a grading period. So I go in and I will take I'll look at our schedule and I will print off any SEL lesson that they need I'll print off the PDF and if it comes with a worksheet I will print off as many as they need for their classroom and I'll put it in their mailbox they'll have a stack of it at the beginning of a every grading period so they don't even have to worry about it and if for some reason they can't log in to the system like the internet's down which happened a while ago or there's an update going on with the system and they can't get in because there's always technical glitches all around or they just are the type that prefer the pdf they have it at their hands they don't have to go find it it's there for them and i also like ask them questions what what can i do to help you and when i asked that question that was the biggest thing like making these copies takes too long and i'm like well how long do you think it takes me to make the copies for all of you but (laughs) I after my initial thought of that I was like you know what if me making these copies makes it easy for you to implement this program then I will take however much time it takes to make all these copies and put them in your mailbox that is the least that I can do to help you implement this program because teachers have a lot going on so I definitely checked myself in that moment of and with you saying that just like brought this thought to my mind of when you ask teachers like what can I do to help you I think it helps them feel and again I'm just speaking from my perspective of they're not like you know what you just brought this program to me and are telling me I need to teach this and you're not you're not the one who has to teach this and you just added something else to my plate but when you say hey I want to co-teach this with you I want to help you what can I do to be on the ground in the trenches with you I think that helps teachers feel heard and feel like, okay, we're a team, we're a unit, we're doing this together for our kids. Yeah, it really makes a difference. And I think that they can feel your support when you're giving it. So 
definitely do what you can to support your teachers. Be there, answer their questions, be the content expert, know what you're going to say, know what you're going to teach them. There might be teachers that need a little more help than others and offer some extra training for them. Let me sit down and help you with it. What are what are your questions? What are you uncomfortable with? Kind of showing them also that they don't have to be counselors. The expectation is not for them to be a counselor. The expectation is for them to facilitate discussion. That will really alleviate some of their stress as well. All right. Moving on to the last segment of our show, the question of the week. This is where we want to hear from you and answer your tough questions. We are SEL Unfiltered for a reason. Email us your questions at podcast at themindtrack.com. All right, Michelle, here's the question. Okay, let's do it. What do I do with a staff member who refuses to do SEL in the classroom? Well, I have some experience with this. Uh, And a little PTSD, maybe. (laughs) I certainly took things a lot more personally. So as my advice is, your SEL program is not you. You are not your SEL program. So remember that... I think that's very valid and strong advice. Right? They might not like your program. They might be upset about trying something new and take that with a grain of salt that it doesn't mean that they hate you. Or even if they do hate you, your value does not come in. To play with what your teachers think of you. you and maybe that teacher's just having a, a rough day. And it came out when they were talking about SEL. And my thought was... Who knows? You need SEL. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. And now my thought is, hmm, maybe I need SEL too because I wasn't being very empathetic. So, <laughs> coming full circle, we're being empathetic to our teachers. And we are going to... Support them in every way we can. So first of all, have reasonable expectations. Not everyone is going to love this at the beginning, and maybe not everyone is going to love it ever, but have those reasonable expectations. When you implement this program, your staff is not going to be as excited about it as you are. Chances are. You might have a couple, but there are some that will probably feel overwhelmed or feel like this is just not going to work. And teachers have a lot on their plates right now. So even if they are excited about your program, they still might be feeling overwhelmed with everything that they have to do. And if you want some more input on how to get teacher buy-in, we do have an episode on that, obtaining teacher buy-in and a blog post that goes with it. So check those out so that you can learn a little bit more about how to get some teacher buy-in, which might help you in this. But moving on from that, listen to their concerns. Maybe their concerns are valid And maybe there's something that you can do to support that or help them. And realizing that if one teacher has this concern, multiple teachers might have this concern. So what is their issue with the SEL program? And when you get down to the why, because often teachers will go, I'm not doing this. I can't do this. Well, okay. But when you sit down and you talk to them and you find out the why, you might be able to solve the why. And then their initial reaction of I'm not doing this, I can't do this will be completely different. So just listen to their concerns, dig down until you can find the why so that you can help find a solution for that. Then ensure that you're giving adequate training and assistance. Did you show them how to use the program? Did you assist them when they needed it? Did you offer to co-teach with them? Are you doing debriefings with them at the beginning? Are you sharing how to use the program? And are you giving clear guidelines of what you're actually doing? Instead of saying, hey, we're implementing this MindTrack program, 
here you go. While the Mind Trek does give a teacher letter that you can give to the teachers with some directions on how to do it, I mean, we certainly think that you should also be the one showing them how to do it. Show them mm-hmm. how to get on the online portal. Show them how to bring up a lesson and answer their questions. Not everyone is as comfortable with using technology or not everyone is as comfortable with having these discussions. So do some practice with them and just be there to support them. And I feel like when, if this question were to actually happen, it's a good reflection for you of like, okay, somebody is refusing this. What can I do to help them? Absolutely. A little reflection on that. Yeah. Am I missing something? Am I forgetting something? Uh I mean, we are human. Right. And then last, we found really effective in our school were just administrator expectations. If your administrators are on board and your administrators are saying, as a school, we will be implementing SEL, then their expectations hold a lot of weight. And when they're communicating that to the staff, then it's not just coming from the counseling department, but it's coming from higher up. And with that, our administrators walk through the classrooms in the morning. They don't sit and evaluate every class, but the teachers know that, you know, the administrator could pop in at any time. We have three administrators in our building and they'll walk the halls and step into classrooms and say good morning. And so that is something I think that's very beneficial too, especially when you have that administrator buy-in and that support from your administration team. I couldn't agree more. So we want to hear from you. We want to hear your tough questions. Please email your feedback and questions to podcast at themindtrack.com. This has been SEL Unfiltered. Thanks to our sponsor, the MindTrek SEL program, guiding people of all ages to make the impossible possible by giving them the tools to overcome stress, build stronger relationships, and climb their Everest. You can find them at themindtrek.com. If you have feedback or want us to answer your SEL questions, email us at podcast at themindtrek.com. We would love to hear from you. Join us next time to empower the SEL guide in you.